0: Welcome to the Community of Faith podcast, where you will hear the exposition of God's Word taught by Rev. Patrick Parm, Pastor of Faith Community Fellowship in Bristol, Tennessee. If you are in the Bristol area and would like to visit, please join us for Sunday morning worship beginning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to join us in person, join us online. Visit our website, faith-cf.org. That's faith-cf.org. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash faithcommunityfellowshipbristol. That's all one word, faithcommunityfellowshipbristol. Here at Faith Community Fellowship, our goal is to ensure that what we do is edifying to our Heavenly Father. And we hope that this podcast is a blessing to you. Let's join Pastor Pat as he brings us God's Word.
1: we want to begin our reading this morning a little bit back in chapter 9 of John. Verse 39 of John chapter 9. And we'll go ahead and read some in chapter 10 as well. But beginning our reading, verse 39 of John chapter 9. And Jesus said, "For judgment, I have come into this world that those who do not see may see and that those who do see who see may be made blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin, but now you say, we see, therefore your sin remains." Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice." Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. They do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by Me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Let's pray. Lord, how wonderful it is to be in Your house to look into Your Word. And to read the gracious teaching that is recorded there. But help us, Lord, to read it knowing that it applies to us. Just as it did to the ones who originally heard it. And help us to look for the principles and the guidelines that will cause us to be able to follow you more closely. To understand your character more. And to love you more than we have before. In Jesus' most holy name I pray. Amen. Now we know that in the original there aren't any chapter divisions. They're just put in there for our convenience so we can find things and make references. And and we all appreciate that. But this continuing story started back around chapter 7. When Jesus... Went to the Feast of Tabernacles down in Jerusalem, and we didn't really touch on chapter seven, but that's where it started. And then we—he he brought us on up into the. Uh, situation with the woman called in adultery in chapter 8 and uh, then the teaching that we got into with him being the I am the light of the world all of these things are taking place in Jerusalem within just a day or two of one another at the close of the Feast of Tabernacles and he's staying there in the area and he's teaching the people about the things of God and one day when he came back into Jerusalem he saw the blind man of chapter 9 And He healed him miraculously. And of course, you had the story of how the blind man testified before the Pharisees there. And that's the setting coming into what I read uh, this morning. Because in verse 38 of chapter 9, the man who is talking there is the blind man that had been healed. Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. So the Lord continues with a conversation and many of those people had been there all along. And some of the Pharisees had been there all along. And they had been listening to Him, and they had seen the miracle. And now it continues on. And some of the Pharisees, listen to what He says in verse 39. For judgment have come to the world, that those you do not see may see, and that those you see may be made blind. They want to know, are you talking about us? Are you saying that we are blind? You see, the Pharisees were self-righteous people. They were self-reliant people. They were convinced they were on their way to heaven, and so consequently they didn't recognize the lost condition. You ever tried to witness to a person that For all intents and purposes, as far as we can tell, we don't see the heart, but for all we can tell, they're lost. But they don't recognize that. They don't see that. They don't acknowledge that. And it's very hard to witness to somebody that doesn't see a need of a Savior, that they're convinced that their relationship with God is just fine. Maybe they are a good person morally. Maybe they do belong to some church or other religious organization, but they don't understand the depth of sin. They have a lack of knowledge of the spiritual nature of God's law. And so they just go through life thinking everything's going to be all right and somehow they're going to make it into heaven. They are just like the Pharisees deluded, they simply don't need to see the need for salvation. They're not looking for a Savior. So as we look at these verses first, I want to look at them from a positive point. Jesus is giving a beautiful illustration of His role in the life of a Christian. He calls Himself the Shepherd of the sheep in verse 2. He knows His own sheep personally and individually and He calls us Uh, by name. He also goes before us and we follow Him. He is the door through which His sheep go in and out and find pasture in verse 9. He is the one come so that we might have life and have it more abundantly in verse ten, And it goes on talking about the door and then He switches metaphors and calls Himself the good shepherd down through verse 18. So you can look at him in a very positive sense if we're a Christian. But in another sense, Jesus is censuring the Pharisees. As he identifies himself as a shepherd, he's also talking about the thieves. And he's identifying thieves and robbers who not only try to get in through the sheepfold through means other than the door, but they also want to lead other people away as well. And Jesus speaks of the true sheep knowing his voice. He also points out that his true sheep will not follow. The voice of strangers. And the strangers he's talking about in that particular setting are the Pharisees that were listening to him there. Uh, he, He states that he is the door, and the Pharisees don't believe that. They don't believe that he's the Son of God. And so they will die in their sins. And in verse 10, he sets out the contrast very clearly. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and that they may have it, more abundantly. Now, as we look at these verses in a little more depth, he's talking about a sheepfold. At night, in that day and time, in that culture, many flocks would be mixed together inside an enclosure. And someone was hired to watch the door, which was the gate. And anybody that tried to enter that sheepfold any other way wasn't coming for the betterment of the sheep. They were coming to steal, to kill, or to destroy. They might want to steal the sheep from their lawful owner. Who knows what they wanted to do with it? And they might want to sacrifice them to some other god. They might want to kill them and eat them, or they might want to sell them and make money. There's many ways of abusing sheep, and that's Satan's objective. And the design of false shepherds is the same, whether they realize it or not because they are taken captive by Satan to do His will. But the shepherd, the true shepherd, verse 2, always enters by the door. That's because His design is always to help the sheep. He doesn't want to harm them. And He's known by the doorkeeper. And the doorkeeper opens to the shepherd, for he has a right to enter because he owns the sheep. And the sheep in the latter part of verse 3 hear His voice. That is, they hear in the sense of understanding and applying what He says. Thinking back in our lives, do we remember the first time that we heard the voice of the shepherd? It was a sweet sound, wasn't it? And I wonder, are we still listening to that voice today? and enjoying his fellowship and following his leading wherever he takes us he says he calls his own sheep by name he doesn't he 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 comes searching for us not the other way around he calls his own sheep by name individually, in the spiritual life, one at a time, many different ways, but it's always the same message. He calls us with intimate knowledge because He knows each one the Father has given Him and He calls us and leads us out into close fellowship. He leads us out of darkness into His glorious light. He brings out His own sheep, verse 4, and He goes before them. He leads us out of sin and derogation. He leads us out of self-centeredness into others-oriented. He leads us out of Egypt into the promised land of blessing, the world of service and sacrifice and eternal life. And He supplies every need of that we have. If you think in terms of Psalm 23, He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul and leads me in the paths of righteousness for His own name's sake. And when you look at verse 4, said He leads His own sheep and He goes before them. He goes before them. Maybe not in your life, but there's been times once or twice, probably a whole lot more than that in my life, where I got in trouble because I tried to get in front of the shepherd instead of following. But the way to live for God is find out which way the Redeemer is going and stay behind Him. If we let Him set the pace, if we let Him pick the path for us to walk, we're not going to stumble. He says they follow Him. They follow Him for they know His voice. We simply need to remember who is the shepherd. And as we were saying a little while earlier, where He leads me, I will follow. And He speaks to us through His Word, which is illuminated by His Spirit. And His Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are the children of God. And it says in verse 5, they will by no means follow a stranger they don't listen to a stranger because they don't know the voice of strangers because strangers do not speak according to god's word they don't love the sheep they are thieves and robbers to be avoided at all costs we keep our eyes on the shepherd and follow him and by default we will not be following strangers but in verse 6 he says the people didn't understand him they didn't understand him. They didn't know what he was talking about. The natural man does not receive the things of God. They're foolishness to him. They cannot know them. They are spiritually discerned. Consequently, Jesus speaks in plainer language. And starting in verse seven, he makes it a little more simple for folks to get a hold of. I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Now a door is an entrance way. We know that. And Jesus is the entrance way into a relationship with God. He is the revelation of God. He is the exact representation of his person. And to know the Father and Jesus whom he has sent is the definition of eternal life. He's not one of many doors, but he is the door for the sheep, for fellowship with God, for eternal life to the sheep being those who believe in him. He says, all who ever came before me, all of them, referring to the Jewish leaders, some of which were the Pharisees that had prompted this discourse who were standing there listening to Him. He said, all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. They would not enter into eternal life themselves, and they wouldn't allow those who were entering to go in. But He said, the sheep did not hear them. The sheep did not hear them. In the same way, long before the prophets, hundreds of years earlier had used the same kind of analogy. For example, in Jeremiah 23, it states, Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. And then he says, I am the door. If anybody enters by me, he will be saved. And when he talks about salvation there, Everything is included from regeneration all the way through to glorification is included in that statement. They'll go in and out and find pastor. Another way of saying they will find their needs met in Him. Continuing fellowship. Continuing satisfaction. As He told the Samaritan woman in John 4, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never Thirst, all of our needs are met. All of our fears may be removed by the shepherd. In Psalm 23 again, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. And then as we come down to verse 10, He says, The thief does not come except to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's his only purpose. And these Pharisees were of their father, the devil, and their desires of their father they wanted to do. But listen to the latter part of that verse. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Isn't that what all people really desire? Is it an abundant life? A meaningful life? A life Where they go to bed at night knowing that they're satisfied with their existence and what they're doing. And the way that is possible is through Jesus Christ. In Psalm again it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Jesus is the good shepherd. To them the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear His voice. I wonder, have we meditated lately on the door and the shepherd and how He's good to us? He opens that door and allows us to be saved. He grants us full privileges of sons and daughters of God adopted into His family. You see, what a privilege it is to come to Jesus and have life and have it more abundantly. How sweet to know the voice of the shepherd and follow Him through the instruction and fellowship of His Word. May we never be guilty of quenching or grieving the Spirit of God or ignoring the Word of God. Times of refreshing from the Lord are too precious for that. Do we want to enjoy the abundant life of Christianity? I wonder why it is that some Christians seem to be very happy, satisfied with life, and it's not their happiness and the joy is not based on their circumstances, and the joy of the Lord just radiates from them, while others seem to always be struggling, always complaining, and never seem to be satisfied. Both of them know the Lord, but they're Approach to life is completely different. Well, I wonder if it could be something just as simple as some have learned by experience that all that they need is in Jesus and others kind of insist on living life a different way, which is kind of trying to add Jesus to everything else. And the end result is completely different. But let us hear today intently listen for His voice. Follow Him when He calls. Let us have our needs met by Him by going in and out of the door, feeding in the green pasture, drinking from the still waters, following Him as He grants us abundant life. I am the door. If anyone enters by Me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. That's pray, Lord, how wonderful this teaching is how gracious You are to us, Your people. May we follow You wherever You lead, keeping our eyes upon You, our blessed Savior. Thank You for opening the door of salvation to us and help us to go in and out and find pasture every day. We love You in Jesus' name.
0: Thank you, Pastor Pat, for another wonderful message from God's Word. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to Pastor Pat's message. If this has been a blessing to you, please like and follow this podcast and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. If you would like to support this ministry and the other ministry opportunities at Faith Community Fellowship, please visit our website, faith-cf.org support. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Community of Faith.